its other cultures, and then examines those ideas unique to the Jews, which enabled them to survive as a national group, and which gave them the vitality to continue as a culture-producing society. Thus, Jewish history becomes part of world history, and the reader will be able to correlate Jewish events with contemporary events. This book attempts to portray the broad sweep of Jewish history, the grandeur and humor of the Jewish Comédie Humaine, and to present Jewish history through the eyes of a 20th century Western man rather than a 16th century ghetto Talmudist. Many dates in Jewish history are subject to controversy, but as long as the logic of Jewish history itself is not affected, we have arbitrarily chosen one date without interrupting the flow of the narrative to debate the merits of other dates. So, for instance, we begin Jewish history with 2000 B.C., around which time Abraham is reputed to have left the city of Ur, though some scholars place this event several centuries later. We date the beginning of the Jewish sojourn and subsequent captivity in Egypt from 1600 to 1200 B.C., the beginning of the settlement of Canaan after 1200 B.C., and so on, again with the full awareness that these dates are still debated by some historians. As a rule, the dates favored are those used in the standard Jewish encyclopedia. For the sake of clarity, we have also taken the liberty of anglicizing the plural endings of several Hebrew, Yiddish, and German words. So, for instance, we have rendered the plural of the word Hasid, not as Hasidim, but as Hasidists, and the plural of Shtetl not as Shtetlach, but as Shtetls. Wherever suitable, we have also presented biblical and secular interpretations of the same events, to show that Jewish history remains unaffected and equally fascinating whichever viewpoint one adopts. And now it is my pleasure to make several acknowledgments. First and foremost, I wish to thank Mr. Gordon Lebert, a dedicated Episcopalian, an experienced editor, and a scholar in American and English literature, with whom I worked for many, many hours perfecting the manuscript. His fine ear for language permitted no discordant note in a sentence. His talent for organization ruled out any wrong sequence of events, and his insistence upon perfection often led me to rewrite a paragraph endlessly, until the idea it contained was comprehensible on the first reading. My next acknowledgments must go to two scholars, Dr. Julius J. Nodell, Rabbi, Shar M. F. Temple, St. Louis, Missouri read every chapter as it was completed, and to his impressive scholarship and unstinting help, this book owes much of its strength. Dr. Jacob R. Marcus, Director of American Jewish Archives and Professor of American Jewish History, Hebrew Union College, Jewish Institute of Religion, Cincinnati, Ohio, meticulously read the manuscript through the Middle Ages and generously offered many valuable suggestions. The book gained strength not only from their many excellent suggestions, but also from their, at times, diametrically opposed opinions. I wish to thank the following individuals, Professors Franklin Hamo and Lawrence Yanacone of Washington University, St. Louis, the former for help in checking my scientific information, and the latter for advice on medieval and modern history. Professor Henry G. Mann of St. Louis University, St. Louis, for suggestions pertaining to economic theories, Professor George Kimball Plockman of Southern Illinois University, Carbondale, for clarifying many abstruse concepts in ancient and medieval philosophy, 
and the Reverend Donald Oland Fatchett, now minister of the Northmond Evangelical and Reformed Church, La Mesa, California, who read all sections pertaining to Christianity and saved me from many errors. I wish to stress, however, that the wording and views expressed in this book are mine. I take this opportunity to show my appreciation to my wife, Ethel, for the many hours she spent reading each chapter aloud as a final test of its fluidity of language and coherence of thought, and to my daughter, Gail, whose history major at Radcliffe made her a valuable and perceptive critic of the manuscript. To both go my heartfelt thanks for their patient understanding of my total absorption in this book for the past five years. I wish to express my profound respect to Joseph Gare, director, Jewish Heritage Foundation, a humanist and a scholar, for his and the Jewish Heritage Foundation's interest in this book and for their sponsorship of its publication.